podcast and today we've got a special guest Lee just coming off the back of an overall win at uh, PCA Manchester so Lee how's uh how's prep gone for the last like few months and you've won quite a lot of things this year yeah I mean all I've been saying to everyone they've been you know everyone asks oh, how's prep how's prep how's it going honestly this is my fourth prep that I've ever done uh first prep with Josh it's just been, I don't want to say easy because it's not. We all know how hard prep is, but it's been my easiest prep so far. Um, it's run really smoothly. Um, steps were the lowest they've ever been. Cardio is the lowest it's ever been. I had additional rest. Uh, previous coaches always had me on like six days training split. We stayed on five, kept sweeteners in, kept sauces in, kept seasoning in, kept foods I enjoyed in, and it just made made the world a difference so in regard to a prep it was it was the perfect one it really was just working with the right person as well isn't it yeah absolutely yeah stars aligned on that one um i've been wanting to sort of work with josh for a while but um it was just kind of when the right time was for me to want to start a prep so yeah got in contact and i've been up to see him a few times in in stockport as well so it was important for me to have a coach that i could go and see because um, previously my coach wasn't in the country. And I just feel like having a coach at the show and being able to see a coach in person before you get on stage is really important. Because I'll be like, previous coaches, I'll be like grabbing my my fat and like trying to send pictures saying, like, look, I look sick in these these <laughs> these fasted shots. I look really flat, but actually you can't see this. So, yeah, just to go and see someone you can actually visually look at that in, in the flesh is... Uh, I'll suggest that anyone to get a coach that they can see in person. Yeah, it is valuable, that definitely. It was like, I go down probably like, I see him probably like every month down at Elite because it's only around the corner for me. It's only Manchester, it's not too bad. So it is worth doing that because you can actually see it in person. The pictures, they can't do things like justice sometimes. But okay. um, but yeah, it's, it's massive, isn't it? Yeah. It's interesting what you said about... um like about prepping with Josh and how it's different. Uh, tell us a little bit about like, you know, previous preps. So what have you done on them? Because you obviously mentioned like, you know, this time you're keeping in sweeteners and things like that, which obviously suggests before you weren't even allowed to have a can of Pepsi Max or anything like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I, I can sort of, tell you lot sort of late into preps and you just get into those, it's kind of like a cookie cutter, I think, for a lot of for a lot of people that that I've that I know and coaches with protocols that they use. It's like, okay, we're two weeks out now, no sweeteners. So you're used to all this food and it's you know a little bit of flavour you'll have, and then you, you whip it out. And it's like mentally it's quite tough, I feel, because you're used to this and you're having something you enjoy, and then they just whip it out. And then it's like, well, you know, now you're gonna have fish and veg for the last meal because fish dries you out. Okay, so yeah, so from having, going from like maybe oats, cream of rice, having some fruit in there, it just goes to meat, vegetables, maybe some rice cakes. Um, and yeah, that's that's what I've had with, with previous coaches. They really go for the, yeah, this is hardcore bodybuilding, it's everything, true, wasn't it? Yeah, so you get to those last few weeks and it's just hell no squash you know no no sweetener in your in your coffee those little bits of joy you get from prep that can keep you going and you know i've never known does it make a difference does it not because i've always followed that and um, but obviously speaking to josh and asking him those questions he's like no you can keep them in um actually i've i've bought this look that i've never bought previously so in my head i'm fine to keep those in if i'm gonna bring a better look than i did last time then I think it's the stress thing, isn't it? And like going from one extreme to the other and taking them out completely, and it just shows it's worked anyway. Or it doesn't have that big of an impact, or maybe it's even improved your physique. So it just, um, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, you do you yeah I, I mean, from a mental standpoint, I'm much happier within the day. I'm not miserable. I'm not going to training like, oh, I've just had some some broccoli and two rice cakes and a bit of chicken. Like it's my pre-workout meal. Actually, I've had whey cream of rice, dark chocolate and berries. Like, mm, I'm looking forward to this meal. Oh, I like this. I'm buzzing for training now. I can have a pre-pump formula because, you know, previously it's like, it's got sweetener in, let's take it out. Yeah. It makes the world a difference. Might seem very minute, but... but for some people, but... I suppose, like, these things might cause digestive discomfort and, like, fair enough for them. But, like, yeah, just to blatantly cut it out for absolutely everyone, as you, as you say, suck the joy out of 
the little yeah. things that do give you the joy at that stage like yeah but pe- personally i've never had to do that and it's like i i wouldn't see it making any difference to be fair um but yeah you, you never know again it comes down to the individual as such but yeah you need those little things i think especially as it gets closer to the end because it is fucking tough like you know at the last two weeks of my prep i was like fuck this i'm never doing this again i fucking hate bodybuilding and all that <laughs> and like, to be fair like I, I i meant every word of it but at the same time like everything i find everything until that last kind of couple of weeks was pretty smooth and then all of a sudden it's like shit but that must be times by 100 when it's like you can't even have a fucking pepsi max <laughs> well yeah i think everyone gets that in the last couple of weeks yeah I, I, I do as well. you know you question why you're doing it because it is so tough and it's obviously physically draining mentally it has a big impact on you and maybe your life work relationships and things like that and you're like oh why am i doing it and then you get on stage and like that's why i did it <laughs> That's it. That's why I'm going to carry on for another month. Yeah, you're mental. <laughs> yeah. So I've signed up to the... Um, I'm doing both the finals now because it works out well because I'm doing Classic and PCA on the, the Sunday. And then... Because um, there was both on the same weekend, which is a bit of a cunt move. But um, yeah, so Classic PCA Sunday and then Men's Physique 2 Bros in Manchester on the Saturday, which is a uh, cost of fucking arm and a leg to... You said out. that a weird way around, like... Why did you say the Sunday one first and then the Saturday? Because that classic is the main thing that I'm going for now. That was it because because I did well yeah. in that. So yeah, that's that's that. But I don't know. I see what kind of look I bring to the like men's physique because I'm a lot leaner now around the midsection than it was like a couple of weeks ago. So I'll see like what I look like and hopefully do something. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Oh, no. Just just to come in leaner. That's it. Especially men's physique, it's all abs as well. So. Definitely now everyone's like, afraid to talk because we're talking over each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, when you do it with two people, it's not too bad. But when you do it with three, it's like so easy to talk over each other. But um, you do it time. Yeah. I, I, I do it to you, James. I do yeah, just no, let you talk. I keep doing <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll let you guys talk then. I'll just be a fly on the wall. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think another funny thing was, you know, I went... When we was like competing, I think every show that we went to this year so far, you go backstage and you open the door and it's just a cloud of fucking smoke from other vapes. Every, do you know what? <laughs> I'm glad I, I met James because I was like, um, and another guy, uh, a guy called Leo actually, like, never don't smoke, don't vape or anything like that. But actually, I, I just started vaping during prep. I don't know, I don't even know why thought about it I don't I think I just saw some vapes in the shop when I was going there and I was like oh maybe it'll keep me busy and I think everyone probably had the same thought because like James said you go backstage it's just like everyone's like in the pump up room just vaping (laughs) it's fucking mad absolutely mad it's like when I was like walking towards the town hall at the weekend and all the bodybuilders sat outside literally just vaping and vaping and I was like fucking hell at least I'm not the only one then so yeah no I think it's the the vast majority but like it's for me, like it was like keeping. It was a little bit of taste. It was keeping me busy, mind occupied a little bit. And because uh, I know you, uh, James, you you voice noted me or messaged me about it, didn't you? And he's like asking me about like, do you think it's something you carry on or is it like a? But um, I can confirm now. I'm eating a little bit more food. It's pretty much just now and again when it's, it's there. Really I leave good. it there. I see it. Yeah, it's like that. I'm a bit like that with monsters. Like I, I wouldn't drink a monster that much off prep, but when I'm on prep, it's like it seems like the greatest thing ever. Yeah, this it it gets um with the vapes as well. I thought I just caught myself just keep doing it, and like these like four thousand like four four thousand five hundred ones, I'm going through like one every two days. I'm like fucking hell. I was like, what? Uh, I don't know what a good like. It's costing money as well. That's the thing. So it's like ten. So I'm like, fucking hell, I was like, I need to really rein this shit in. And I don't know what it's doing to the insides. My fucking mouth feels fucking dry. My throat feels dry from doing it. I was like, is there any long-term fucking, there's going to be some sort of fucking shit from it, especially the nicotine as well. Yeah. And then you start, you search it and I'm like, oh, it's like smoking fucking 40 cigs. I'm like, Why? it can't be the same. It's just fucking vapor <laughs> and nicotine. It's not tar, is it? So I keep trying to justify it yeah. to myself. I'm like, I can't stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think as soon as you stop dieting, I think you'll you'll be able to just like put it to bed, really. I think because you 
mind's occupied and you're not you you know you're, you're not in the ground and you're not tired anymore and you're a lot busy doing other things as well like socially and yeah you, you find your joys in in life again well um <laughs> so lee you've come off your prep haven't you yes finished yeah so what what was the kind of protocol for you coming off prep then do you just kind of go straight in balls deep into an off season or do you kind of reverse diet out how do you do that um, I think what Josh has done typically, so lowest calories we got down to for the last show was about 1,800. Um, we thought, we, we had discussions about doing the British, so when we came off Manchester, he put it up to about 2,000 just to see where we were where we were going with things. Um, then the decision was made not to not to carry on. Um, so then he's bumped up to just over 2,000, no, 2,800 now. So we're sitting there um, until we're ready to sort of push up because... What happened, obviously, I've come off the back of prep and I've enjoyed time with friends, family, and that involves quite a lot of food. So, obviously, the weight's shot. Um, carrying a little bit of water, I've got a little bit of moon face going on. So, yeah, so I was back to work today full-time. So, the structure and routine of things, we're just sort of getting back to normal. Um, so, as soon as that's gone, we'll reassess and, and go from there, really. Checking in tomorrow, so checking in two times a week just to make sure things are kept under wraps and not going full twat mode um, with the food. Um, but, you know, it's, it's the best sort of, I don't know, reverse or whatever you like to call it, I've, I've had post-prep. Because um, usually I'll just spend weeks and weeks just slamming the food in. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's because I've never really had much of a goal coming off the back of a, a prep before. But I know next year I want to go again, so we need to keep it quite tight. It gets a lot checking in like every day, especially like in that, like the peak week where, and when you like the last couple of days when you're really feeding, uh, well, carving up, where you're checking in like four times a day, five times a day, even, and they're like, fucking hell, the phones are literally just full of pictures and videos of just fucking checking. And like, I know it's got to be done, it's one of those things, but it's like, fucking hell, it's effort. And it? it was like, all oh, right, me, meal three check in, meal four check in. I was like, fuck. <laughs> and your, your legs are tired up. And it's like getting getting dressed and then getting undressed again, getting dressed, getting undressed, going outside in the morning when it's freezing cold to get natural light and. Even when you're at the shows and stuff, you're having to like get into your board shorts in the front of the in front of your car and just like get some pictures and it's off. Oh, some of those shows have been freezing as well. I'll be sitting on my car like oh, I should have checked in ten minutes ago, but it's fucking raining outside and I've got to strip down in the town and get some pictures done for Josh. So <laughs> yeah, good, like, good that he's doing that though. He's actually checking in and he's actually doing what he needs to do because it would be worse if it was the other way around. Your coach is just like, oh yeah, you're competing this weekend. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. No, he's very like intricate detailed um with that side of things. Can't sort of can't fault him at all. But um yeah, not naming any names because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. But um I was at a show. Um I'm not even gonna name the show because people might be able to work out. Uh, but my um my coach wasn't there, but he um I checked in and he fell asleep. Um so I didn't really get a reply before I was meant to go on stage. It's, so, it's yeah. just that mentality, isn't it? Of like, you know. People just some take people take more pride than others. That's that's the way to kind of put it. I would say like you've got to know if you're a coach and especially if you're coaches coaching competing athletes. Like you need to be on the fucking ball. And you're mm -hmm. like we we talked to Josh last week um, or on the last podcast about the fact that um you know for him like for the competitive season it was full on like he'd get a bit more time at the weekends and that when it's like kind of off season sort of thing. But that's you know if you want to be a prep coach that's what you have to do. You have to be willing to do that. Willing to sacrifice your weekends. That's it. Especially when he's, yeah, he's in prep himself, isn't it? And then obviously he's just recently had a, a young boy and obviously he's got his relationship. And he's, he's got lots of clients competing, like, you know, going abroad and, and things like that. So obviously his, his time is precious, but he's honestly, I'll send a check in to him and he obviously is very aware of, what times people are checking in and who's got checking in, he gets back to you so quickly. And oh, and and the chain. What I like about Josh, like, the manipulations he makes. I think this obviously comparing this to like previous coaches, but the manipulations he makes to my diet, especially when we did the back-to-back -back shows. Uh, James, you did them as well, didn't you? On the Saturday to the Sunday, 
were just so intricate with even with the salts and the carb manipulations and the fat manipulations to to be able to peak at my best I've ever looked on a Saturday, run into the Sunday and look even better. In my head was just fucking he's like a wizard. He's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and because he's at the show. He's up, come and see me, come and see me. You, 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 he's taking pictures, videos, he'll analyze them with you, he'll like t- like manipulate and tweak it, like maybe we should pose like this, maybe we should do this. It just, yeah, great experience, like great coach. And like I said, to to work with him for such a short space of time and to bring about a physique that is my best look and come out of the places I did this year, I've got. People ask me about him. It probably sounds like I love him, but it's... Uh, <laughs> you should love your coach. <laughs> yeah. he, I've just never been... met someone who's more on it than him, though. He's just, like, he's so on the money because you hear about people checking in with the coaches and they don't get any checking back, for, like, the feedback for about three, four days. And I'm like, how the yeah. fuck do you do that? You, you don't pay for a shitty service like that, do you? It's... It might be, like, 300 quid, which is, like, fucking, like, twice the price to Josh as well. So it's... the for what he charges and what he like his service he offers, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I think you've got to, especially as I say, as a bodybuilding prep coach, you've got to be on the fucking ball because people people can't wait for shit like that. But at the end of the day, like you know, neither should like your general pop clients either. Like they shouldn't be waiting for a check in either. But like yeah, especially with bodybuilding stuff, especially roundabout shows and that, you just you just can't be you just can't be waiting for that, can you? Yeah, yeah it's like I said with buying like the guy that fell asleep. It's like this is. You know, I think it was my third season ever competing, so I was a little bit used to what I needed, but it's like, I need to know what you want me to do, what meals to have, what ha- what what you want me to have, because obviously Josh has his sort of free pump, he tells you what timing to have what, which is, I guess, quite normal, but I didn't get that from, from him, and I was like, I didn't know what meal to have, and I ended up just, like, having what I thought. And at the show, I was with my friend, and... Um, Another guy was like, yeah, I had had some cookie dinner cookies, right? But like afterwards, and he was like, yeah, you're quite flat. Just just fucking have one of those. And I just smashed it. And they're like, what, a thousand calories? The, the amount of sugars and carbs in that is probably mental. And I think I, I gathered that alongside like a pre-pump and probably some like sweets or something. Honestly, I was I spilled. I bet spilled. your stomach was just like actually like trying to fucking crunch down on your abs and you're just so bloated. Yeah. Eating. Mate, if I went and had a cookie dealer cookie now, I'd be like, oh, I should have known. But at the same time, you know, I was relying on my coach to kind of uh, give me that. <laughs> on, show, on show day as well. I mean, you hear about people, I think it was like Lewis Breed as well. He, um, I think he needed like 2,000 grams of carbs and like he had five Five Guys burgers on top of it just to like fill yeah. up the days yeah it's insane someone told me about it I was like really did he do that I looked into it he actually fucking did and I'm like that is fucking insane he's so, so like he's so muscular he's just like thick but that's an insane amount of food it's you're getting five five guys burgers down here in one go fuck me how can you handle that amount of food obviously for sure the, the weirdest thing is I've, I've seen people drinking like cans of monster backstage before they go on stage and like how the fuck does that not just bloat your stomach out? That happened at Manchester. I saw some guy. He was drinking um, a rain energy drink before getting on stage. It was that um, that foreign guy in our class. It wasn't the guy who like passed out nearly, but it was his mate. He was necking a rain energy drink. I thought, wow, you're going to be bloated. I think, I think he finished like, right at the end. Why would you? For what reason? I have no idea. They do some crazy shit, but that guy nearly passed out. I think he was on diuretics because he literally fainted nearly on stage. He had to get carried really? off. And... Yeah. <laughs> I said to Emma after the show, I was like, did you see that? She was like, no. I was like, what were you watching? <laughs> There's a guy that came up to the, the bit of wobbly. He was, he was doing his eye walk, wasn't he? And I think yeah. his friend or yeah, family member come to the front of the stage and like slam this like water bottle down. Matey boy's knocked out. Oh, There's water all over the stage. He's nearly falling over. Like, an absolute shit show. But to be fair, like, hats off to like the, the guy on stage. He handled that really well. He was able to just sort of carry on. So I, I thought at that point we might have to stop. And then obviously you have to get off the stage and then your pump's gone and you're able to get it back. Like the yeah, uh, the credit to him for for being able to sort of carry that on and manage that well. Yeah, it was fucking crazy that though, wasn't it? It's dangerous shit. It's gotta it's gotta be diuretics if you're like fainting and nearly passing out to like that oh. degree. 
Yeah, that's another thing. Like with, uh, with with Josh, like he's never even mentioned anything like that. Like in yeah, regards heads and stuff, he's just very minimal. Keeps it simple and bit of support. Um, what's what's their peak max, isn't it? Yeah, P Max, yeah, that's what I used. It's, it's the best thing, isn't it, out there? That's all an actual diuretic. It's not going to cause any issues or anything like that. But yeah, that's it, really. What did um? What is the first thing you had when you got off stage? Then, really, when you like after your show, what food wise? Oh, this was a little bit annoying actually, because um, off the back of Manchester, that was my that was my competition season done. My, I'd always planned for that to be my last show. Um, and I put this place in Birmingham because we was travelling from Manchester through Birmingham back down to Milton Keynes. Um, and one of Josh's ex-clients, actually, I spoke to about this place. She posts all this food on it. And I was like, where is that? I need to go. And it's called like Han Bao or something like that in Birmingham. It's like a burger place. Nice. Because I got into the overall, and by the time that was finished and done, it was just too late to, to get down there. So I drive in home, I was like... The one, you know, me and Emma, Emma, bless her, she had done a shoot a couple of months ago and she was like, I'm waiting until you finish to eat. So she hadn't eaten for fuck knows how long. So driving home, he was like, oh, maybe you could find a five guys. And I was on my phone, like five guys near me. And I didn't really know, but it was still looking for like five guys in Manchester for some reason on my phone. And we passed, passed in Derby and I was like, surely there's one in Derby. And I was like, five guys near me. It was giving me Manchester still. I was like, I don't know how there's not anything around here. I was like, Emma, get on your phone. Past the Derby turn. And she was like, yeah, there's one in Derby. I was like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> so long story short, we ended up uh, just stopping at services and just slamming down loads of McDonald's. Oh, so yeah. not ideal, but yeah, not, not ideal. But there was like service. So there's like little shops there. So I went to Costa and got some carrot cake and then a couple of chocolate bars for the road home. Um, and then got back to Milton Keynes when I got to Ben and Jerry's from the service station, £7.10. <laughs> you know? And then Tim Hortons for a, an apple and uh, it's like apple cinnamon donut thing. So I went to bed pretty, pretty full that night. But yeah. Nice. They had, um, they had like those donut things, didn't it? Was it? Well, I can't remember what like donut company it was. Like at, uh, at the show where you come, you literally come out the door and there's fucking shitloads of donuts. They had the same at Birmingham, and uh, my girlfriend she fucking bought a couple. And was like, oh, do you want one? I was like, no, I can't yet. I'm done yet? <laughs> it's a nightmare, isn't it? And I think that's kind of like the discussions I have with Josh that I never thought about doing the finals because for me it was about seeing where I could take my physique this year because it had been a couple of years since I competed and I just wanted to see whether I still had it, see whether I could make improvements, see what I could bring to the stage, really. So it was always that. And then I had that food, had a bit of a reset and spoke to Josh the next day and I was really adamant that I was going to do finals because um, everyone was like, you've got to do finals, got to do finals, got to do finals. Um, and yeah, I think just putting the foot out the door a little bit and just having a little bit of freedom and then trying to like step back into that I just wasn't quite hundred percent all in. It's hard work when you stop and start again and things like that. Yeah. You keep going, don't you? But you're going to save a lot of money not doing the two bros finals because that cost me a fucking arm and a leg today signing up to. So Is I've more, done. More than just. Yeah, I've done two classes as well that I've signed up for. Stupid me, but I just thought I'd fucking do it because I've done like the novice men's physique and the the open men's physique, and it's cost me three hundred and seventy five pound. Yeah, he was going to bankrupt you, Jesus. No, so and then uh, the 14 from the 15. So I've got 14 for two bros in Manchester. I thought I've got to do it just because it's Manchester. Yeah, Manchester. Uh, yeah, and then um, I'm doing the PCA's cheap. It was only 60 quid for the finals, which they're fucking mint fed. The PCA are the best federation out there. The fucking quality. And the, the expo they put on is pretty good. I was there with Effective last year, and I'll, I'll come again. I'll be at the finals just helping out Effective because. It's just a cool little, like, they've got all the supplement companies, and they've got, like, Monster Factory, a couple of clothing companies and things like that. So it's just really cool. And they put on, like, a really cool, they do, like, the pump-up gym, don't they, side of the stage. And, yeah. But you, you're not there just with a band. You've actually got some machines. and Yeah, it's really cool. Stage is cool. Like, PCA, I think, for, for, the, for the stage. I mean, for the money you pay, it's quite cheap in regards to, like, if you're comparing it to two bros. The stage always looks so mint and the lighting's so good. So, yeah, the X-Way. 
that this really good, really good place. Imagine so, to get hotels in that as well, though, James. Eh? Like by the time you paid that for your entries, then you had to get hotels in that. There's a thousand quid to compete easily. Uh, I'm not getting a hotel because I'm just going to go down there. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But if it wasn't in Manchester, like imagine it was like oh, Birmingham, no. London, or something, like it'd be a, a costly trip. Yeah, so, bro, you've got to check in the day before, so you've got to go on the Friday, check in, register, and then go back the next day, which is like the only federation that really do that. Well, we're competing with anyway. I'm not sure they do it in like natural federations, but. Um, for you, yeah, like, that's it. So, well, you had to come up from uh, Milton Keynes, didn't you, to like register on the Friday and then stay over? And that was like, a, yeah, there was a car accident. That took me about five, five and a half hours to get up as well. Yeah. No, it's no, a costly sport, really. At the end of the day, by the time you count the food, by the time you count the supplements, by the time you count gym memberships, I suppose as well. Like, it, it, there's a lot of cost to it. Like, it's um, it's not for. It's not for everyone, <laughs> put it that way. The tan as well. So the tan, that costs fucking money as well. It's yeah. all that. Yeah, and then, like, you do, obviously, you can buy, um, and all I've done for my shows, I'm just waiting for, for all three I did, actually, because, obviously, the placings that I did get, but you order photo packages as well. Yeah. And PCA are right. I think they're, like, what was it 45, maybe? Yeah, Something it's like, yeah. 45 quid. Two, two bros was, like, I think it was, like, 75 quid. Jesus you know, so for two bros, if you want their feedback, so PCA, they literally emailed me feedback within like two yeah. hours of getting on. Like, yeah. Fuck, rapid. Um, for two bros, you have to buy the pictures from two bros and send them to them. You can't get it off your phone or anything like that. It's got to be a, a stage bought picture and then you send them the, uh, the picture and then they give you feedback, which is really shit, apparently. What? Yeah, that's a money making. They're just a money making federation, aren't they? To say that, I'm fucking competing with them, aren't again? So, yeah. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> don't don't clip me up. <laughs> I won't clip it up, James. Don't worry. <laughs> but they were um, that you're right. That a lot of them are just money making federations. Like I, I don't know how it works for you guys, but I know there are some natty federations where if you become a pro, you've got to pay every year to sustain your pro card, even if you're not competing. So like the more pros they get, the more money in the bank, obviously. So they hand out a shit ton of pro cards. Okay. Yeah. See, that's that to me. That's stupid. You you win a pro card, you've got a pro card for life. I feel. Yeah, you should. Or it should maybe like a a, just like a longer, like maybe in five years' time, it might be that you'd have to renew something, but not not on like an annual basis. That's every, every fucking year, yeah. Just don't don't renew, don't pay. You're not a pro anymore. Might as well just it's make a, a subscription. You subscribe and you're a pro. Yeah. Not, I think for, um, if you're an IFBB pro, you've got to compete every two years to keep your pro card. I think. I think that's the thing. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think you've got to literally compete every like twenty-four months to like retain your pro card. That's why like all the pro bodybuilders compete so much and they don't have massive long off seasons. But the um, I think there's like exemptions. So if you're injured or anything like that, they'll, they'll do an exemption for you. But if not, you've got to they can every... enter that so you don't have to fucking compete. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I was um I was the same as you though Lee in a sense like it was fu- it's something you said earlier about like you know when you've been on it for so long and then you do come off it like and I I only came off it for like two days but I found it really fucking hard like I I done I done a show and then I w- I did intend to do the finals and then I had like I had a pizza that night and I ate out the next day. But see the fucking week after that, like my hunger was through the fucking roof. Uh, I I did hold on for like two weeks of decent dieting, um, but like it was just so fucking tough. And like like yourself, my head wasn't in it, and it's like, what's the point in doing it if you're not gonna if you're not gonna give a hundred percent? What's the point in doing it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was, do you know what? Physically, honestly, this pro, I felt absolutely fine. There's no questions that I could have like I could have done it, but. You know, I spoke to Josh and he said, you know, he really wanted me to do it, as did I. But he said, if your foot's not all the way, if you just half in, half out, then it's probably not a good idea to do it because it might be that you slip up or it's kind of half-arsed, you're, you're not in it. And then you're not going to bring about the best look, which is what you realistically want for finals, isn't it? So, yeah, is- yeah it, it was the right call to make. And- the stage isn't going anywhere, that's the thing. It's always next year. It's always a year after. Unless you're um, a WNBF pro and you need to pay every year to compete. <laughs> the, the reason like, why I'm like competing still and going like further is there's still more. There's, like, I've still got more to do with my physique. There's still more improvements, still more like conditions to bring. So that's why I keep digging. Like 
every week it's getting better. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to keep this going and just see what I can achieve and just hopefully bring a totally fucking different look to from the first shows to the last shows. But it's it's, it's happening anyway. So and Josh is happy how it's going. I've dropped a shitload of body fat and weight already since like competing for the first time this year. So hopefully progress like that and it does get a bit it does get a bit much especially like for your family and friends around you and like you work i think we were saying this leo with messages weren't we where you go into work and you're just like fucking hell you just your head's not in it you can't think straight and it's like you've got a physically demanding like job as well aren't you being a physio so you're very hands-on with shit so it gets difficult i didn't realize you're a physio lee well i'm not i did well i i potentially in the future but um I do some, um, I've got my own room actually sitting in it now. So I do uh, sports massage therapy um, privately. Um, and I work for the NHS um, doing community rehab. All right, cool, cool. That's, um, that opens up a whole other topic of conversation. Yeah, yeah. Leave that to another day. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it strictly bodybuilding today, but that's cool. But um, you'll be like the guy who can't get a sports massage himself. I, to be honest, I. That's one thing that I did as well. I, I gave my time this year to make sure I got sports massage um, like every other week because previously I didn't. And um, I obviously, being one myself, like I know I know all the benefits that it has, so made sure I religiously got that that sorted. But myself trying to massage people deeper in prep, I started you know laying off a little bit and giving myself some time because it is. Physically quite demanding, especially when you got the big boys coming in. So, and and mentally too, because you'll have to chat all the way through it as well. Not all the way through it, but you know, what I mean, it is chatting to people, it is conversating with people, and that's what I find tough. Like just trying to hold on to a normal conversation. You know, like you, you got to be standing up for like an hour to an hour and a half. You're on your feet just, and sometimes you just James, <laughs> and sometimes you just want to sit down. So it's like, uh, yeah, I started to back off and just do a few sessions, but. You know, I had four four back to back Saturday morning, and foods in me, and it was like, oh, this is so easy. I don't know what I was moaning about. <laughs> like, just a little bit of food, and yeah, back to normal. That's what it's like with PT. It's like the concentration because I just I don't want to like fuck the sessions up and like give them a, the shitty service. Um, so I've really started like scaling back on those and. The evenings kill me off. In the mornings, I wake up fresh. It's all good, and then but when it gets to those last sessions at like seven eight o'clock at night i was like fucking hell i can't fucking be here so i pulled it back i'm only doing two evenings a week which is like one half day as well and then one sort of full day on the thursday pt but it's going to stay like that now as well with the, the online shit picking up so don't i think that's another reason why i'm continuing this prep like the online fucking stuff is it's just going through the fucking roof at the moment with inquiries so i think if you were um if you were just fully online prep would be a fucking breeze wouldn't it yeah but, um, Definitely. You're right, though, like what you're saying. I feel like, um, you know, especially a lot of the stuff that we study, like the biomechanics stuff, like I think my head's only just getting back into thinking that way and actually working properly that way. Because, like, I, especially, like, again, the last three, four weeks, it's like I, I don't think it was I, I was working right. Like, I couldn't think the same way. Like, I just didn't have the same brain power. And it's like this week in particular, I'm like, ah, everything's clicking again. I feel like feel like myself again, finally. But, um. <laughs> With Integra as well, that started again. And fucking first thing, RTS biomechanics of the foot, and I'm like, fucking hell, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like when you when you're in prep, I, I think like when I'm working, I'm I'm literally just doing the bare minimum to get by. I'm just ticking the boxes and just make making sure I'm getting the, the work done. But my productivity at work is pretty pretty low because it's it's almost like your brain doesn't want to work. Your brain power is just down, so it's just like running at this kind of baseline just to make sure you get by. And then it's, you know, storing all this energy for like, oh, so I've got to do fast and cardio and I need to do my steps and I need to train. So I can't work too hard at work because I've got to go do this after. Your brain needs carbs, doesn't it? It fucking needs carbs to run. But um, going back to the sports massage stuff and that, right? I've had quite a few sports massages in my day, days, but like, what are the actual benefits of it? I usually just go and I'm like, this feels great. <laughs> so it's like, what, what are the actual benefits of it? Well, I typically, when I go in, like, especially through, like, cardio, when your legs are quite heavy and calves are quite heavy, I'd get my sports massage therapist to not go too heavy because I know they'd be really sore for legs. And I don't want them to be really sore when I'm doing cardio. So that'd be, like, a light flush through. Uh, but I feel like the the heat and the oxygenated blood 
that blood flow to the area helps it recover quicker. So from like a recovery standpoint, that's really good. Um, as well, you might have like tight muscles, which are like restricted. So a lot of people might be thinking they've got like a full range of movement, for example, through, let's just say we're doing like a single arm pull down. And they, they think that's their, their fully lengthened range, but actually we're really restricted here. So you're not getting all the benefits of that full stretch because the eccentric phase is where, we, where we're growing when we, you know, as you know, uh, when we're controlling that movement there. But sometimes when we're really restricted, we can't get that fullest range. So when I talk to people about that, I think they're the two sort of main benefits I'd always focus on. And so when you, when you free up rest restrictions, it might be that you might look imbalanced. And so many people are imbalanced. Like if you look in the mirror, you probably have like one shoulders elevated in, in comparison to the other. And that might be because you've got a tight lat or a shortened trap or your pecs shortened because we all sit like this and we all run, we're always on our phones and we drive and we're, we're all like this. So just to get little manipulations done on like pecs is just a massive thing. Traps are a big one as well on laps. So, and when we're looking at like posing, because um, I had um, uh, calcific tendonitis earlier or well, late on last year so I couldn't train for about three months and I was restricted to sort of just this for about six weeks so I couldn't train at all so I was just like this um, and because of that I was doing this and my trap was shortening didn't really know about it so when I started posing for Josh I'd be opening up and doing this and that this would I'd be like that and I'd be like fucking hell and it really, really pissed me off because every time I checked in I'd be like so yeah, just going to get sports massage just because I could see it myself and just said, you know, can you just work on my trap? I'm going to come and see you, just bury my trap, just lengthen it. Um, yeah, so, and that sort of that. So my posing was okay, my shoulders were level. So. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it, sports massage, because it's, it's helped a lot and I can see like the benefits in it. But then you look at things like, oh, you should foam roll and stuff. Yeah, I think that's a fucking waste of time as well as I do know, like stretching bullshit. Well, there's a time and a place for it, but sports massage, like for like the lymphatic drainage and the recovery and all that sort of stuff. I've seen like a lot of like benefits in myself. So I am a big fan like a sports massage because you can't, you can't get stuck into yourself like you would do someone else would do like to you in terms yeah. of like rolling a fucking piece of fucking foam. Yeah. I mean, I always say to people, you know, if, if it wasn't in a, like, a prep scenario, maybe, you know, someone comes to see you every four or six weeks, just maybe foam rolling, you know, a few times a week or massage going stretching might help you within the process, you know, prolong that process a little bit to try and stretch the session out. Um, but yeah, in, in a prep scenario, I, I just feel like if people aren't having massage, they're, they're leaving a stone unturned there, I think. I, um, I use one of those wee spiky balls. Um, it, it can be quite good for actually pinpointing places a bit better. But um, like I, when when I've been going, I haven't been for a while, and I really fucking should. But like I get a lot of, like tension in my upper back again. Like you say, it's the way you're sitting. It's you know looking at your phone. It's driving. It's all that shit. Um, but like one part of like it's like my mid to kind of lower trap. It seems to like get almost hard. It almost gets pretty hard. And then when 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 the sports massage lady like obviously like goes over it and does some work, it then it gets a little bit softer again. And it's 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 weird. It's like tension just builds up there. Um and every so often I just won't get released. And that seems to just seems to keep it in place really. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot through the heat. The the trick is when you use like foam rollers and balls, guns, things, you don't get the heat into the muscle, which is what a sports muscle therapist would do. Those sort of large petrosides like strokes and, and and manipulations will get the heat in the muscle. So the, the muscle become become like then pliable. So you can work into it like play-doh and it will loosen off. But um yeah definitely if you're having like issues maybe upper I'll definitely say to I think everyone should be getting their pecs worked on every session, whoever it is. Because that into a rotation when that tight and you're like coming over like that into that position. Yeah, 100%. I can imagine like 99.9% of people's pecs are shortened because of the modern world we live in and what we do from day to day. Like, yeah. No, I want to sit like this now. I'm talking about it. <laughs> Again, that's why I bought this chair though. Like, I'm keeping my head back now rather than like actually like leaning forward like this because the last chair was like sitting at like the bit where my back almost like pivots. And then I'm hunching forward like this. So nowadays I've got this and well, just today. And then like, I feel this thing behind me. So like, I know I'm keeping my head back. So then I suppose that's reducing 
the load on those vertebrae because we've not got this head that's sitting away fucking forward here. And um, when I'm driving as well, I'm so conscious of like, I actually put my hands further down the wheel so I can externally rotate a little bit. My head's back. And like, even the last time I came down to see you, James, like I reclined my seat back and I was like, because my hips were getting tight, I was like lying almost down when I was driving. It wasn't very safe. I don't recommend it, but like, maybe well, my hips feel better. <laughs> I do that with driving now. I literally put my hands on the steering wheel and I even slightly push myself so I know I'm here. Because if I don't do that, what I'll do is I'll do this. Yeah. What that's doing is saying, hello, rotate the cuff. Can you stretch, please? And one day it's just going to snap. <laughs> so. I think um, the thing is like habits become structured, don't they? When you do something for so long over time, your structure is just going to like morph into that position and that's going to become your norm. So yeah. if you constantly in a certain position, then you're going to end up in that position for a long time. That's all I, I say to people when they come in. I say, I bet there's a, I bet there's a, 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 a if you've got a corner sofa or whatever sofa it is, I say, I bet you have your own seat and you sit on one side of the sofa all the time. So I say, you're probably doing this with your arm on the sofa, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, I do that every day. And I was like, do you, you sit with your like feet under? And they're like, yeah, I do that. And I was like, that's probably why you're having this pain here and this pain here. What you're doing here is you're stretching your QL here and you're shortening it here. So you're having your, <laughs> your lower back issues there. And, it's just, you know, I, I to come back to you in the book. We'd done that thing in the gym the other day, and now I've got a sore shoulder. And it's like, well, it's probably not that one hour you spent in the gym. It's probably what you're doing the rest of the day that's more like it. Like you drive everywhere all day, every day. So it might be a little bit something to do with that why your upper back's sore. I don't know. Yeah. yeah a lot like, of mums with children that will just carry and they'll be picking and picking them up. So, and obviously, that that's for years and years and years and years. And over time, just creating those bad postural habits it's like when people say oh all i did was like turn around in the car to grab something and my back's gone it wouldn't be specifically that that they've done but that i mean no. that whatever, that's just like snapped so it's something they've been doing over time like repetitively and then it's just like popped do you um do you train a lot of people into like spinal extension james i like, got oh, your like normal clients oh yeah yeah spinal extension spinal flexion to get the spine moving um only like if they it depends on the person, doesn't it? If they can tolerate that position and that motion and what load we're putting through it. So it's totally well, dependent. Like, but what the spine should move, you shouldn't fucking hold the spine still. If not, then it's a fucking um signable joint. If if it's not moving, then it's just gonna like fuck up. Yeah, that that um you know, if you if you're not going into spinal extension, if you're sitting hunched all the time, eventually the cartilage between the the facet joints are gonna it's, it's gonna wear away because if you don't use it you lose it like you're saying but um not enough people spend time in spinal extension or a retracted shoulder position so like like most clients nine out of ten clients i'll put something in there get them in that sort of position um and get them spend some time there get them used to getting into that position let them know how to get into that position as well so that's where the model of the spine comes in very handy as well just to say look this is spinal extension you're spending all your time here. Let's try and spend a little bit of time here. Try and externally rotate, you know, the positions people don't get into in everyday life. Now, uh, do you know what's funny? When people say, oh, um, like you're hunched over like that, you, you need to train your rear delts the week. Um, I was like, all right, so can you like pull yourself into that position and hold it? I was like, all right, sweet, then you can do it then. That's just like saying, like, if you do so many lateral raises, then you've got to be walking around like that all day. That is literally the same fucking thing. So. And anyway, if it was your rear delt, like, it would pull you into some sort of, I mean, it would be extension, I suppose, but some sort of, like, horizontal abduction sort of thing as but well. Not even with the scapula, is it? It's just the humerus. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. It'd more be, like, I suppose, like, rhomboids, kind of mid-trap sort of thing. And again, like, those spinal extensors. Was I breaking up That's there? That's it, so... A little bit. Anyway, that's the biomechanics shit talked about. So it was that went off on a fucking tangent. Back to bodybuilding. <laughs> well, well, we had a bit of a conversation, didn't we, about backstage? Um, as a couple of things from me on this one. Um, one's like quite a personal topic, but we'll, we'll leave that to now. But I flap so much backstage because I'm like, well, Josh said I've got to have my my salt and my pump formula and my my fifty grams of sweets. 20 minutes before I pump up, but I'm trying to time this pump up. And then I'm like looking through the door to see when the judges are sitting down and my head's in, I'm flapping around saying to James, like, when do I pump up? When do we pump up? Like you never really get, and I, I'm not blaming any, any federations, but you never really get a time that you're going to be on stage. And there might be like 
yeah, it's going to be about 30 minutes. 10 minutes later, they're like, come on, let's get pumped up. And I'm like, I haven't even had my pump-up formula. I'm like, oh, and it's just fucking, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a like a baby backstage. I'm awful. Just flapping around. It is so stressful though, but I was watching um something on YouTube the other day, even with the pros, they don't even know that they've got the same thing, like the same problem. So I think it's just like that with every bodybuilding show. It depends how it's running, doesn't it? How many people are in the class and how fucking I don't know, how many how long they're on stage for and all that sort of thing. So it's just one of those things where it's just best not to stress and do the best you can do. But this this weekend, it was totally fucking different for me. I was rushed in there on stage. So I thought, oh, I'm going to be on stage at one. Everyone was saying, yeah, one o'clock. I was on at fucking 12 and I was like, shit. So as soon as I got into like backstage area, everyone was like chilling, lying down. A minute later, there was like, oh yeah, class of Zeke short. I was like, fucking hell, we're we going up there. So went up there and then went into the pump up area. I thought, when are we going to be on stage? And I went, oh, the bodybuilding's up at the moment. You're up next. I was like, fucking hell, I need to have my, my fucking pre-stage stuff. And then it was rushing around, all that sort of shit, flapping. Luckily, it took about like 25 minutes, so it worked out quite well. I was having to message um, my girlfriend and Nick, who was with us, say, right, you need to come back because they went to get some food somewhere. I was like, I'm going to be on stage in like 10 minutes. You need to get in the uh, in the crowd. So it's that fucking rushed around. because You just never know, do you, how bodybuilding shows are going to run. Saying that for, for PC in Manchester, actually, I think timing wise, that was the best one that I've done out of the three this year, and it's the worst pump I got. Oh, really? But I think that's because of how Josh had to run things in because obviously peaking for Saturday and then trying to hold condition, yeah, and more quite low, isn't it? Um, obviously, Carl quite low, so obviously trying to then get a pump was, but I think it. I think because the double doors were open, it was a hot day, but there was a bit of a breeze as well. And I was like, get, as soon as that breeze comes on the skin, you see sort of veins are like fading away. Um, but I feel like I was just like furiously, like fucking, like back, like, like just before we were about to go on, like I'm up next and I'm just like fucking up, like, pumping the shit out of it. I'm like, yeah, they're fucking coming. Keep going, keep going. Um, so yeah, I managed to, I did manage it at quite a good pump in the end, but I think it was the worst one out of the three. But that was just like, furiously just like really working it it's like fucking sweating as well oh it's so fucking warm weren't it? i mean the last like couple of weeks fucking hell and then the tan was like dripping off and especially fucking the last weekend everyone's tan was dripping off on stage they had to come on with towels and pat everyone literally everyone on the stage was getting patted off it was that bad no like 30 degrees or something yeah, it was it was so bad. Like there's people backstage where like half the time was gone. I was like, fucking hell. I was like, luckily I wasn't that bad, but it was just it was so fucking like bad. I, I did think about that, you know, and I was like, I was like, imagine all the boys with their towels like trying to sleep tonight, how hot it was. Because I know from that from like the week prior, the weekend actually, I was so fucking hot. And I was like, I got up and the fucking tan was everywhere. And I was like, Jesus, but like 30 degree heat at night, like. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it weren't nice. I uh, I woke up the next morning. And I did some work on my laptop, and then I looked down. So this was on the morning of the show, and I looked down. It was like bubbles of sweat, but like brown sweat. You go from the base tan, and I thought, fucking hell, I need to sort this out before I actually like go. So we had to start that out, then put the top coat on, and then put another top coat on when I got there because I did my own tan again just because I couldn't get to Birmingham for like fucking half six, seven in the morning to the fucking top coat with them. And yeah, that was. The, the, I think the tan was the most stressful thing for me this year. It's it's messy as fuck, isn't it? And like if you're staying in a hotel room and that as well, like I, I I took like bed sheets and everything with me to sleep in so that I wasn't getting theirs messy. But then like you touch the wall and you're like shit. And then like I lay in the carpet and that and like I got the fucking all over the carpet and that as well. But uh, luckily I never got any fines through the door. Our uh, our toilet's fucked. It's literally brown. The toilet seat's the same. <laughs> <laughs> you put the toilet roll on the seat before you sit down. <laughs> It's literally fucked. It's stained. So I got some bleach on it the first time. It removed a bit of it. But then obviously fucking competing again, it's done the same thing. So it's literally just like getting laid up with fucking fake tan on it. I'm like, fucking hell. Imagine if someone comes round or invites someone round and they go to use the toilet and just see that. Thought, what the fuck's been going on here? Is that ever going to come off? I have no idea. I've still got tan on me from the weekend as well because it's that base coat. It just fucking sticks to you. That that will come off. It, it will do. I've got a photo shoot on Friday, so I need to like sort of really, really fucking exfoliate even more just to get it off and sort it out. Mate, I scrubbed with the um, what was it? Um, is it the Pro Tan stuff? There's like a green, 
He comes mm-hmm. in a group. I was using that, and I looked down, and I was just like, my chest was bleeding, and I was like scrubbing so much. Fucking hell. <laughs> I was like, ah, yeah, bet calm down. But it's like when you have a sh- the show, like, um, it was like a week after, wasn't it? And it takes such a long time. You have to furiously scrub for like a week. Like, I was like doing it like twice a day and, and even have to like, get the, the gloves on, get the mitts on. Emma getting this really thick fucking brown thing that felt like just ripping my skin off. He just, if you didn't have like a partner to help you out with, it'd be so much fucking hard work. How would you get your back? Oh, it's like every night. Can you come and scrub my back? Can you move it? Oh, please. Like, fuck there's a um, there's a solution to be had there, James. You need to come up with a product for single bodybuilders. Yeah, going to like Dragon's Den. Make money off that, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> That's why people do the tan. I suppose, like, do the tanning companies and that, and tan people up for money, isn't it? Make a shitload of money. Like Beck, she's a professional tanner as well, so she used to do that, like salons. So we'd be, she was doing my base coat and everything like that. But that top coat, it's so hard to get right. You know how dark you want to be, how many layers you put on. It's like when we did a uh, two bros, Josh was like, "Oh, go darker, go darker." And every time I put another layer on, it was getting a bit more patchier and patchier because I was sweating it off. And it was like, I don't know what to do. It. You just need to like sort of have it right the right amount of it and how dark you want to go so it's, it's again it was just the most stressful thing for me the time this year so far anyway makes such a difference on stage though i never really knew until i saw the pictures back from i think it was wales <clears throat> and looking back at the professional pictures that i got we we all looked really pretty shit it almost looked like it was like mud with some like glitter in almost it was really odd they, they obviously, like, I'll, I'll send some to you, but yeah, it's really bad. It's 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 just too, just far too dark. Speaking about like tans, have you seen Dream Tan? Yeah, it's just like cement. It's fucking crazy how dark it is. I mean, like people with tattoos, they use it. They've got to use it, and it's like covered tattoos, especially if they're covered like section. But that stuff gets everywhere. I think there's a lot of federations that banned it because of how fucking messy it is and how it just ruins everything. I'll tell you what, like, I'll, I'll get bronze who work at um, Two Bros. That that time, that was that was a nice time. That was like seeing the pictures back from that. It was it's almost like a it's almost like like nearly golden. It was like a really really nice color. Um, and you right. can yeah, it's like really like dark because the lady the ta- the lady that tanned me, I spoke to her after the overall, and she was like, "You were like the palest person that came in," and she was like, "And then you are like literally the darkest person now." And I'm like, "What does that say? Is it that because I'm pale, they're like putting extra on?" I, I, I don't know, but yeah, I don't really I'm not a big fan of the PCA tan to be honest. How much was the the get bronze tan? Because I might book him with him for the finals. Um, because you. Because you've already paid for, I think it's the entry fee. It's only like a small addition. It's like maybe like thirty to fifty. I think the final daddy long legs. I missed it. I think it might be a little bit more from the finals. Yeah, so probably. Yeah, there's always a reason why. It's like, oh, it's the finals. That's chargeable. That that they done with the entry fee. Yeah, it was only. I was actually quite surprised. Like it was, it was cheaper than um, PCA. I think PCA is about seventy, wasn't it? It was only yeah. like. A- yeah, I only paid for the base coat at PCA and I missed it. I missed the fucking thing. So they didn't give me, so I paid the day before because my time didn't go the best on the Saturday and they didn't give me a time. So I thought, oh, check-in is like, it was like 11 o'clock or something, wasn't it? So I thought, oh, get there at half nine. Got there at half nine. All the girls were queuing up and was like, oh, you've got to wait now until all the girls. And I thought, fucking hell, I'm going to like, get on stage with or whatnot. So I was like really stressing out. I had to wait like two hours to fucking get, get signed up. And luckily we just made it, well, about half an hour to go. Yeah, I remember that actually. I remember you saying that's not that's not a good place to be. I'd be I'd have been really, really watery for just stressing out. <laughs> yeah, literally, I'm fucking stress was through the roof, and I thought, what am I gonna do? So Beck ran, literally ran to a car, got in it, travelled back up to fucking Whitworth. It was like 35, 40 minutes away to get the actual tan that I had at home, and bring it back down again. By the time she got back, I, only, I got tanned. <laughs> so she was fuming, absolutely fuming with that. I don't think I've ever heard them complain at anyone being too dark on stage before, though, have they? Like, it's always like, if anything, it's like you're too light. Like, I've, I've definitely been marked down for, for that before and told, like, because like, the, the BNBF do like a kind of prejudging and then a evening show, and I've been told in between, like, go put another layer of tan on. I'm like, oh shit, like, it must be too light. 
Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, yeah, like I said, I've never heard anyone say that it, it looks bad or it is bad. Um, and typically people always want a darker town, don't they? Yeah. Looking back on things, I always feel like, I don't know if it's my skin or I think through, I try and put a lot of glaze on me because I feel like when I glaze and I get on stage with this like dark tan, it just looks really matte. It doesn't really glaze very well. Um, yeah. So like the, I think it was um, Wales. It just, I looked really, really matte on my apps, um, which is quite annoying because, it, you know, it, it can potentially give you a little bit of a, a placing. Like that's I use that hot stuff, so it's it's the glaze, but it's got like the hot stuff in it. I don't know if you saw like Nick slapping it, yeah, yeah. backstage. It, it literally slapping it on you, so it fucking uh, it brings out all the veins and everything. So I've never used it before. It's like deep, it's literally the glaze, but it's got deep heat in it, and literally the veins fucking pop out. It makes you look like vascular. It's pretty cool. I've never used it before, but I've uh, I bought shit loads of it since. Oh, clearly worked. Clearly did the job. Yeah, it does. It just makes you really pumped out. I was like, fucking hell, it does work. How do you... How do you... How do you feel backstage when you're backstage and you see other competitors? Because you think you could probably tell from me what I, what I feel like. Um, and do, do you compare yourself to others or are you focused? Um, on the, the weekend gone, because it was the first time doing Classic, there was like eight guys in my class, and I was looking around, and there was all fucking pretty stacked. I was like, fuck, I was like, I think I'm like a bit out of my fucking like zone here. I was like, these guys are stacked. One of them was fucking absolutely shredded to the fucking bone. I was like, fucking hell. I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do here. And uh, I didn't really like expect much, but so I was happy with like placing, but um, I did like compare myself a bit because that, that I think when when we was backstage, I wasn't comparing myself, I just thought enjoy it. Like you was there, we could have a chat, laugh, it was more relaxing when you know, when you know someone backstage. But um, because I was on my own backstage, I was just looking around like pumping up the band, thinking, fucking hell, he's massive. <laughs> so yeah. But um, when I was like pumping up at the BNBF, like it was, it was like quite a small pump up area, and it was just our class that was in there. So it was like it was almost impossible to not look at it. It's this room that's full of mirrors, and it's everyone that's in your class. So you're like, of course you're fucking like looking over. But uh, I seen that um Chris Pale in um, backstage. I don't know if you guys know of him, and he was like, he's just next level lean. Like I've never seen anyone so... fucking shredded, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, I've never seen anyone so lean in my life, and I was like, well. There's at least second place, um, but like you know, um, yeah, it was just it, it was great. It was great sound to see, really. Just like especially as he started pumping up, as he started doing some like bicep curls or lateral raises, you know, looking at the fucking lanes popping through, it was like yeah, it was almost just admiring. It. I was like fucking hell, like yeah, I'm not that lean. Do you know what's uh, um? Sorry, let me go for it. No, I just to say because like with I think I'm quite open and honest about how I feel about you know competing and being backstage and comparing myself to others. I don't really believe in myself that much. I'm not an overly confident person. So when I'm backstage, I'm always like comparing myself to others. I remember actually in Two Bros, um, I went backstage and I was so convinced that I was beaten. I was I was messaging Emma like, oh, fuck this, can't be arsed. This is bullshit. And then, and then I went back. Go on. You said that to me. There was that guy, the uh, the foreign guy, pumping up. You know, fucking hell, he's yeah. unreal. Like, and he's in my, in my class. And I was like, I think you got to smoke him. <laughs> so he did. But it's um, it's just have that, I don't know, it's the confidence in yourself, is it? You just never know, do you, when you get on stage? And you look totally different when you're next to someone. But when you get on stage, your lights are like beaming down on you and you're posing. It's just a completely different story. Well, I just thought, you know, I thought, this guy's fucking massive. Like, he's going to smoke me. And we said to Dean, who helps backstage um, at Two Bros, I was like, you know when you've been fucking smoked just before we was going up to get our awards. And and they called him for second. I was like, what? And I got called for first. And I was like... But then I look back on pictures, like Emma taking pictures and stuff, and I'm like, I'm just as big as this guy, or my top line's bigger. I yeah. just don't get it myself. Until, until I look back on pictures and videos... That's the justification. That's like, oh fuck, actually, that is me. I look like that. Okay, it, it was very close between you and the other guy in that overall. Fucking hell, I literally couldn't separate you. I was like, fucking, hell. you was bigger than him, but he. I think it's just the shape that had in his waist and the shape that he was. He was just fucking. What's that? The two bros one. 
Yeah, two bros, yeah. I put up some comparisons, actually, from that. And I was looking at them, and I was like, oh, you know, like, I've definitely been from the back. Um, and then from the front, I think it's I think it's very comparable. Um, and obviously, they, they preferred him from the front. But I feel like if you were to say, I, actually, I think it was quite night and day from the back. And I think from the front, it was comparable. So I think, like, how do you make that call for... Yeah, he was a he was a tough one. He had a good shape, didn't he? He had a good shape and he had big arms and delts, but so did you as well. So it's um he kept they kept switching around in the centre and it was like, who's gonna fucking take that? Yeah. Judging must be pretty fucking hard sometimes, eh? That must be a long day. <laughs> yeah, I think um I think PCA is always a very long day, isn't it? Because you have to get up really early. Whereas like two bros is kind of I think you can get tanned at like twelve, don't you? And then you see the show sort of Two two thirty. I think the, the the best thing like we was slagging up before about checking the day before, but that's why it runs so smoothly where you just literally show up and get on stage. But I think that the MK Classic that we went to, they were very it was almost like too it was run too well. Because there was like you're on, you're on, you're on, you're on, you're on, you're like fucking need to pump up, like calm down. <laughs> There was on it, weren't they? They shouting your number and your names and making sure you was in line. And if no one weren't in line, say, "Oh, you're missing someone." It was literally running around the venue trying to find the guy. And yeah, there was there was on it, weren't there? I think they probably thought it was potentially going to be a busier show than what it was because last year I heard that last year it was a very busy show, and I don't think it was overly busy this year. So it might have been why they were just like, oh, "We can just get it moving." Maybe. Yeah. It was a good show, though, weren't it? It was run well, and then the, ven the venue was nice, really nice. You, you try to call it back now, James, after insulting them earlier. Well, there's, there's pros and cons in there to everything, but it, you got to give them a shout out to where it was because they've got that the leisure centre down fucking south where half the shows are, which is absolutely abysmal. But when you compare this, it's their best venue, that that Wigan one. Yeah, I think there's yeah. nothing worse than when you see like, especially like you see like um like Olympia caliber guys competing on stages and it's in like a fucking event room in a fucking hotel, and then the background of the stage is all like like fire and pictures and shit like that and it's like that looks so fucking terrible and the lighting's terrible too and it's like these are some of the best guys in the world and you can't even get a stage set up right like imagine fucking prepping yourself for 20 weeks or whatever to get on stage and someone's fucked up the lighting and you look like shit because of it that was yeah. that uh, that was that gpo show you know the first one i did this year the only person who looked good was in the middle because the light there was only one light beaming down, so you had to be in the middle to look good. Or when you did your eye walk, you had to like literally standing at one fucking spot and do it. Because if you moved off to the side, then the lighting just fucking went straight off you, and you just shadows everywhere. I was like, it was fucking shit. So hopefully, I'm, I'm competing competing at the same venue in a week on Sunday. And it's a, it's a different federation, so hopefully they brought their own lights. I think they will do because it's quite a, it's a bigger federation. Um, so fingers crossed, I've sorted that issue out. But it's uh, it's at the hangar. It was at, it was an all right venue. It wasn't too bad. It was massive, but it's just the lighting killed it. Is that NFM? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The effective. Yes, yeah, that is actually yeah. Um, typically, the, I've been to a few shows of theirs, and they run really well, and the stage is pretty good. They 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 used to. I don't know if they they can initiate, but they have uh, which is really cool. They put the screens above you as well. So when you're like hitting a back double bicep, you're just like looking up like, yeah. That's pretty cool. So it'd be good if they did that. Because they they did, I think they used to be Athena Theatre they, they went to for a couple of years and they, they put the screens up there. It was really cool. I think they're doing it because I saw a video that they put on and they had a big screen behind them there when they was trying out the venue. So I think the I think they're doing something like that. Mate, but, it's uh, so fucking cool. When you hit that shot and you're looking up, it's sick. <laughs> so hopefully. I don't know how it's going to run because I've, I've, I've never competed with them before. So I've got to do the amateur shows in the morning. Hopefully get a pro card in. I'm doing two classes. So I'm doing men's physique and classic physique. And then hopefully get a pro card and then probably do two classes in the afternoon, which is like the, the pro ones are classic and physique again. So I'm not sure how, how it's going to run. It's going to be a bit of a messy one, like in terms the, of time and shit. The one thing I'll say with that is, because I've done that, I've got the... I've, Going to the amateur, got the pro card, pro status, and then competed. It is a very long day. Um, and typically the pro shows would be like in the evening. So it's a long, it's a long running, long, long running. Make sure you got, I'm sure Josh will let you know, but make sure you got <laughs> all, what, all the food, all the drink, whatever you, whatever you need, it is a long day. What time's the morning show up? 
I can't, you know what, I can't remember when mine was, but it was, I'm sure mine was around like lunchtime or maybe early afternoon. And I remember I wasn't, I don't think I was on stage until like 8, 9 p.m. or something like that. I don't know, it might be different. I don't know, depending on like class numbers, sizes and how the shit, but it was a very long, I remember having the worst fucking headache because I was just, such a long day. It was crazy. Men's physique's always at the end, and classic physique is always at the beginning. So I'm going a bit fucked. So I've got to do fucking amateur fucking classic. I was like, I do fucking amateur physique. And then if I get a fucking pro card, I can. you just get a pro card, you can do both. It doesn't matter where you get a pro card in, is it? So, yeah. uh, but so what you'll, have, you'll have to you'll have to sign up as well. So once you get your yeah. pro and like log in to do the pro show, and I think you have to pay that fee to get into the pro show as well. So. Got that in the email. Well, yeah. See how long we'll do that. Like nine o'clock at night is fucking. That is a long show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hungry by that fucking point. Very. <laughs> I've got a. Got a fair was- in it. Well, I'll show you it. So I was in the car and actually got to go again. The week later, match the fit X, and then I was I was. Gonna do PCA Central, but it's too much that that's literally the weekend before the finals, and it's only an hour away. And I thought, give classic physique a go again in PCA and try and fucking actually win something. I was like, should I do it? Should I not? So I don't know if it's too much, you know, with it being a week before the finals. Do you know what? Do you know what for me, really like it really stressed me out. Like we mentioned it earlier, it's about like those little things like. Like, if I'm having to travel to stay places and packing all my clothes and packing all the food, make sure I've got that and gone shopping and, and getting the towel off and going to get the towel and more, all those little bits within those weeks when you compete week after week. Like, That's the uh, yeah, most stressful bit because I'm in the shower that evening, like trying to get it off. I'm like, I just want to go to bed. And the day before as well, where you're doing all the same shit and I'm putting on the base coat. I'm just like, I am absolutely fucked. I just want to get in bed. I just can't be asked yeah. for shit. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a good place to wrap it up because we've kept you long enough. It's in a fucking hour that we've been on. But really appreciate you coming on. Um, hopefully got some good content out there with this. It's been a pleasure, boys. Thanks for having me.